catching you up on the latest stories that you should know from around the Sunshine State heading into this Tuesday morning, March 21st. I'm Sarah Sowers, and this is The Point from WUFT News. Preservation of existing historic markers around Florida have been in recent conversations regarding how the state reconciles with its history. The Historic Monuments and Memorials Protection Act passed last week in committee sessions of the state legislature could change the process for editing plaques and markers or even make it illegal to remove existing sites. I spoke with Rachel Kangas, a Florida Public Archaeology Network director, about what this might mean for the monuments and markers that currently exist and how it may shape the telling of Florida history. The intent of the bill is to make monuments and memorials more publicly available, or I guess keep them publicly available. But based on what I'm reading in this bill language, it would make it harder to add any any other information about an existing monument. It doesn't seem like it would uh, help to keep this the information public. It doesn't seem like it would help to actually expand the public's knowledge of what's happening. And with the current bill as it's written, you'd have to go through the Secretary of State to get another uh, any more information put up. And that seems like it might be tying the hands of local communities to tell their own history and put up you know, their own monuments and interpretation. So, Rachel, what might this new bill mean for existing monuments? For existing monuments, there's already protections in place. It's already a felony in the state of Florida to deface or damage a monument or memorial. So this legislation here really is just making it more difficult to add additional information. So it seems like it would more than likely, well, it wouldn't even help to keep the existing uh, monuments in place because there's already legislation that's uh, that's in place to do that. So this would really just be um, making it more difficult to add any further information to contextualize any of those monuments or to add more information. And going forward in the sense of placing new markers, mm-hmm. what kind of impact does this have? That's a great question. I think it's really going to depend on if if this bill passes, how it's interpreted, because there are only so many public spaces that are appropriate for, you know, a monument or something like that. So the, the written language in the bill right now says that you basically can't put any other sign or notice adjacent to or on uh, an existing memorial. So if, you know, we had a memorial already downtown, maybe, and we wanted to put, you know, another statue or, you know, to another person or something like that, that potentially is completely unrelated other than we want them both to be in like a downtown park. Depending on how you read and interpret this bill, that could potentially limit our ability to do that. Mm-hmm. And so what do you think this means in the context of being a steward of Florida history, just personally to you? If we're not able to, you know, to update our history and to update the the information that we know about whatever the historic story is that we're trying to tell and connect people with, if we're not able to update that, then, you know, we're really just going to kind of sit and stagnate where we are historically, which is no fun for anyone. I mean, we're constantly learning more about the past. We're constantly, you know, finding new historical documents, reinterpreting historical documents, finding new archaeological sites. And there's so much that we're learning all of the time. So to limit our ability 
to to add to these stories that we already maybe know a little bit about, you know, we'd be we'd be losing a lot. Are there any examples of projects you're working on right now um, that might be impacted by this in the future? So we've been working pretty closely with local cemeteries that have just had some state historic markers put up, which is really wonderful. So hopefully that information on those markers will be, uh, you know, will be accurate. And we know it's what the community wants now because the community basically wrote both of the markers. But potentially this could limit the ability in the future to update those, change those, and add to that that information. Mm-hmm. And in the case of maybe confederate monuments or places where communities no longer want a memorial site or historic marker is there any example of that Uh, i know that there are always kind of discussions around all sorts of different historic sites and markers i can't put my finger on any of the specific ones right now but they like these questions come up all the time, you know, this isn't this isn't a new discussion of what history should be told and where it should be told and how it should be told. These are questions that have come up for literally hundreds of years. If you read old newspapers, this comes up, you know, in the early 1900s, even in in the area. So it's not a new idea that we might not want to keep all of the historic markers that we have ever put up or that, you know, some some of them fall is fall out of favor. Sometimes we learn something new about a person or an event that makes us want to take down maybe a monument or move a monument or add context so that we better understand that story or that person. So that might really limit our abilities to to do that and to take down monuments that we don't want to have up anymore. And it'll limit our ability to put up new monuments uh, that we might want to or to again, change those monuments that are already in existence. It's really important that local communities are able to decide what history, what story they want to tell about their local community. And of course, you know, when history is told best and when we learn about the past uh, in the most fulfilling ways, it's when there are lots of people who are involved and lots of people who are making this decision. So just limiting who's able to make those decisions is something we need to be careful about. That was Rachel Kengis, a Florida Public Archaeology Network director, talking about the impact a new bill may have on the preservation and removal of controversial historic sites. Now for today's top headlines from around the state. Florida lawmakers are looking at studying whether radioactive phosphogypsum can be recycled and used in the state's road construction projects. Florida Politics reports the Senate Transportation Committee approved SB 1258 to consider using the waste from fertilizer manufacturing despite objections from environmentalists during the hearing. The practice of converting phosphogypsum stacks into other products is currently banned by the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency. A Florida law that requires residents to register to vote using a handwritten signature is the subject of a federal lawsuit. WFSU reports the complaint argues the law disproportionately affects seniors, minorities, and low-income residents. Vote.org, the Florida Alliance for Retired Americans, and the Florida NAACP are plaintiffs in the lawsuit, hoping to allow e-signatures on voting forms. 
At a Board of Trustees meeting Friday, University of Florida President Ben Sass said the process to craft a new strategic plan will begin this summer. WUFT reports Sass covered a wide range of points he thinks the university needs to address with input taken from his talks in the past two months with campus stakeholders. He wants to see more applied research, more life-changing experiences for students, and better compensation for high-achieving faculty. Subscribe to The Point Newsletter, which drops the latest Florida stories into your inbox every weekday morning at 8 a.m. Visit wuft.org to subscribe and view our most recent issues. I'm Sarah Sowers, and you have been listening to The Point from WUFT News out of the University of Florida's College of Journalism and Communications. Have a great Tuesday. Thank you.